0: so hey everybody this is daniel abrahams and today on mini multinational we'll be talking with my guest about life in the sports tech industry our demo day with Leeds united and the pitfalls to avoid when taking your company global so without further ado it's a pleasure to not only have a fellow podcaster on the show which we're going to cover i might get some inside tips but an extremely accomplished entrepreneur in his own right he is the founder of sports tech x head of consulting at Leeds sports accelerator a university lecturer and expert in resource deployment. Hopefully that's all factually correct which we'll check. He is the one and only Benjamin
1: Penker. So welcome to Mini Multinational Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi Dan, thank you very much. I think that was uh, one of the most uh, enthusiastic intros I've ever got, so highly appreciated and yeah, looking forward to this episode. Awesome and was I 100% accurate? <laughs> yeah you can say that, uh, <laughs> That's that's good for sure. Good stuff. Where, where are you
0: joining us from today?
1: Uh, I'm sitting in Berlin, uh, where the Leeds sports uh, universe is uh, mainly taking place, I would say. Um, so yeah, uh, awesome. Sunday, but a bit cold. It, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's very hot where I am, in Tel Aviv,
0: where I just came back from a lunch. and uh, I think we're touching on nearly 30 degrees, which isn't bad for, uh, for March the 8th. Um, you. <laughs> anyway, so why don't you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Um, to some degree, what is your, your personal elevator pitch?
1: Oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, I was not prepared for that, but uh, uh, I would say I'm an uh, ex corporate guy uh, trying to tackle uh, startup-related challenges in the sports tech world, especially from a from a data and fact-driven perspective.
0: Cool. And I, and almost looking at your LinkedIn, we we did a bit of research and and dug under the bonnet, as I like to say. It seems you started your career in HR and then quickly moved into sort of management consulting. And so i guess what's brought this what's brought about this change now into sports tech which i'm really fascinated to learn more about
1: um yeah you're absolutely right good work there um so i started my career in hr and uh climbed up the corporate ladder um from an operational position to management consulting into an expert uh, strategy uh, position and at some point i've realized right that's nice um it's a secure job um uh, working hours are all right as well Uh, But there should be more. Uh, So not a surprising, not an extraordinary story, but um, I think the most interesting part is probably how I tackled the, the move into the startup and the sports tech world. So I came up with something that I like to call my startup traineeship or something. Uh, What I did is like every three or four months, uh, I went to a different city, a different country and uh, checked out the local startup scene. So um, I was working uh, in in Bonn before in the West of Germany, moved to uh, Berlin, uh, worked for a company builder, uh, then uh, moved to Budapest, worked as a freelance uh, tech market analyst uh, and ultimately went to Malmö in Sweden uh, where I joined the fabulous uh, Fast Track Malmö uh, Accelerator and throughout that journey I've realized that the sports tech world is kind of underrepresented um, which was a total surprise for me because sports is obviously a huge industry and a lot of other tech industries are blooming like fintech food tech and all these other kinds uh, so I decided to give it a try and um, I started basically with uh, uh, setting up uh, a simple spreadsheet entering all sports tech companies that I could find and um, especially uh, with the focus on Europe. And this list grew to yeah, more than 1,000 companies by now. And uh, yeah, I simply started publishing some content, uh, various landscape overviews that you know from other industries. And uh, yeah, from there on, the journey started. Uh, I got great feedback from uh, different angles. And uh, uh, at some point, like you said, I also started a podcast. Uh, and everything always that's important for me very startup related uh, because I think it's important to to promote the startups and um, uh, the surrounding ecosystem. Uh, then got uh, in touch with Lead, which is uh, an exciting project um, but uh, I guess we're coming back to that topic anyways. So presumably
0: along the way you uh, picked up some nice air miles too, sort of flying from place to place. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic, so now you're head of consulting at LEED. Um how did you get, let's go back to the beginning, almost transitioning away from, let's say, your time working at Deutsche Telekom and within um, management consulting into the sports tech industry. Um, so, as I understand, you're founder of a consultancy called Sports Tech X, which is linked up with with Lead Sports Accelerator. Um, and you're the head of consulting at Leeds. So, how did you get involved with them? Um, what was the backstory? And if you can tell us a little bit more about the, I guess, mission statement and really what is a day in the life of Benjamin within sports tech and, and really what, what you're looking for and, and what the end outcome is for some of the companies that you're engaging with.
1: That's a lot of questions. I hope that I can uh, keep them in mind and answer them accordingly. For sure. If we go off a tangent, it's not a problem. I'll okay. I'll rein you in. All right. All right. So uh, the basis for everything was the research that I've done in the sports tech industry uh, and the content that I've published and the context I developed throughout a journey. Uh, that also included uh, going to various sports tech events, uh, writing blogs about them, uh, which is a good way to to get in touch with um, certain places and people. Um, and then naturally, because uh, I think in in Europe and maybe even globally, Lead Sports is an outstanding project. Uh, I got aware of that uh, because it was. Uh, One of the few uh, sports focused accelerators and um, maybe you've uh, heard about the interesting story behind it as um, the three grandchildren of Adidasla, the guy who founded Adidas, uh, initiated uh, lead sports so that naturally draw a lot of uh, attention to me. And um, I got in touch with uh, Tim Kriegelstein, who's the managing director of Lead Sports, uh, or one of the two. Uh, yeah, simply over over LinkedIn, we decided uh, to meet and see if there is a mutual interest and uh, how we can take it forward. And um, Maybe to, to explain a bit uh, more about LEED. Um, yes, we started as an accelerator, but now we are evolving into something uh, which can be called a powerhouse of global sports entrepreneurship, um, because not only do we have an accelerator, we recently also announced uh, an investment fund for A-Round startups, uh, together with our partner our crowd in Israel. Um so I guess you're pretty much in the neighborhood there?
0: For sure. And this is a fifth from what I understand, a fifty million dollar fund looking to to deploy capital into early stage sports tech entrepreneurs and, and businesses?
1: Exactly. Starting from from A round, we're currently looking uh on a global scale to to find the investments. And what's uh, the
0: minimum sort of check size or, or, or deal that that you look at? And and what typical stage of the company do they have to have had, let's say uh you know, a working POC or, or, or pilot project with a with a team? Are there any sort of thresholds where it becomes interesting and almost some where
1: it's almost, this is slightly too early? Yeah, I would like to elaborate more on that, uh, but I'm not really sure I'm supposed to share all this information. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, we'll do a follow-up po- podcast when it's become publicly available. <laughs> yeah, and I think there are um, people from the fund who uh, would be uh, better people to talk to to give you all the details. Uh, so no yeah, problem, but tickets tickets will be a couple million, million, uh, which is obvious for a, a 50 million dollar fund. Uh, we're starting with our first warehouse deal soon and um, yeah, stay tuned for, for more infos. Fantastic.
0: And so am I right in saying there are two separate kind of tracks? You've got the early stage accelerator, which is still running separately from the fund that is more looking at, let's say, mature um you know series a ready companies is that still the case so you're taking a batch of companies you know or a cohort every few months to the lead sports accelerator um and then aside from that you have a um a vc fund together with our crowd for more mature sports tech companies is that
1: correct yeah that's a very way, uh, good way to uh, to put it um our overarching goal is that we want to Uh, covered the whole entrepreneurial journey from having an early stage company till, I don't know, in the far future uh, going public or something like this. This would be the ideal case. Uh, But yeah, these are the two uh, vehicles for that. Uh, Of course, they're closely connected. And then, uh, so to speak, my part comes into play Um, As a third element, um, because it's pretty obvious that along the journey we gather a lot of data, a lot of knowledge and a lot of contacts in the sports industry or the industry close by. Uh, So we're also trying to leverage that um, into some consulting pieces and um, some what we call special projects. Uh, We're going to start one or two this year and see how that develops. Um, fantastic but one um, one well, there's one part i I, I um, should mention as well through um, the accelerator we are of course holding um, some equity positions in in a few startups and for that we also have another part which we uh, call like company builder who's taking care of the needs and the contacts for the companies to be invested in and I think that's the main point uh, in our in our system that we uh, don't just let the companies go after uh, the accelerator program but we also take care of them afterwards so bridging the gap. I-
0: If I may ask, and it probably is public information. So the lead sports accelerator, where presumably you take batches of companies throughout the year, what, what are the deal terms for any sports tech entrepreneurs out there, probably listening to the podcast, looking at lead sports as a really interesting route to hopefully supercharge their, their growth, um, what are the typical terms that you put forward that make it attractive to a budding sports tech entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, that's indeed uh, av- the information is available on the website. So it's not critical to talk about that for um, sure. What's have... the URL for anyone listening? Yeah, it's leadsports.com. Pretty easy.
0: Awesome. And um, how big is the sports tech industry? I mean, how many active ballpark? Clearly you've done a lot of the research and the the uh, you've built some some really interesting insights and data. Is there any um, sort of, I guess, high level macro sort of information out there that you can share around presumably there's a lot of listeners that are building many different companies in different verticals and niches. But with respect to the sports tech niche, um, you know, how, you know, can you just give a flavor of the sort of size and scale of of this presumably growing vertical within the great world of tech?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We of course have a database, like I mentioned, of of startup companies worldwide. Um, It's approximately 4000 companies strong. Uh, we believe that uh, the actual number is of course higher because it's super uh, tricky to uh, stay up to date uh, especially with the young companies So we're assuming that overall we might be around 5,000 Companies worldwide, but it's always uh, of course a matter of definition Um, So um, that's one of the reasons uh, for example um, Why I published an article about a sports tech framework um, because I hear a lot of people talk about the sports tech industry and um, I didn't find a proper framework to understand which companies are actually sports tech or not. Uh, mm. So I at least try to come up with the systematic framework for that. Not saying that it's perfect, but it's good enough to have a, a discussion on common language. Um, and yeah, uh, for example, all the gaming and e solutions would also count into sports tech from my perspective. Also, everything that's happening on the backbone of, of sports clubs. Uh, and also something um, uh, which lets uh, fellow sportsmen uh, connect each other to play sports or book a court or something like that. And where do you see the greatest, let's say, concentration within these
0: categories? Um, we'll come onto the the demo day that that my company, CurrencyTransfer.com, are doing together with our, our partners at Leeds United, where we're very much focusing on um, athlete welfare, injury prevention, you know web digital and, and and corporate sponsorships um i guess two questions a uh where do you see the greatest concentration of companies that are becoming super successful and really solving the pain points of um you know their end clients which could be teams um and so on and where where do you think the industry is 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 heading <laughs> um, so typical daniel asking you multiple questions in there but <laughs> if we just start off with uh with you know in terms of categorization and where you're seeing the most sort of you know interesting talent
1: emerge Um, yeah that's that's a topic which is which is kind of interesting because uh, from my perspective the most companies gather in areas which are not too sexy or not too innovative or they only hold the potential for a few companies to uh, become successful Uh, the solutions or areas I'm talking about is uh, for example typical marketplaces and discovery Solution. So, uh, for example, I want to uh, book uh, a sports related trip somewhere. Um, uh, I want to book uh, some court time somewhere. Um, don't get me wrong, there are cool solutions out there. Uh, I have some favorites as well, but I think the, the, the probability to succeed in there is rather low compared to other ones. Um, Also news and content is pretty much overloaded because at some point everybody uh, started to uh, create apps for live tickers, some sports related content, and we just have uh, too much companies in there. Um, Whereas surprisingly in in more interesting areas such as um, uh, social solutions, fan engagement, uh, the, the stadium solutions and a lot of like streaming and broadcasting related um solutions i i still see a lack and um there are some super success, uh, successful companies out there um and but i believe there could be could be many more
0: and if we hone in on solutions that are sold into let's say professional soccer teams because where i'm coming on to is the demo day that we're tremendously excited that you guys are going to be an event partner at, at Leeds sports um i had an interesting chat with a sports tech entrepreneur the other day who who told me one of the biggest barriers that he has to overcome is is almost measuring the the seriousness of a of a football team let's say or an NFL team whereby you know they're interested in maybe playing around with a POC but it's a tremendously long sales cycle to win a, a six figure contract and while you know a lot of these clubs will let's say pay a bit of lip service by saying we're super all into you know the innovation that's going on and we want to be at the forefront of helping to build the future of our own clubs um what transpires in reality is that either the bureaucratic nature of the team or the budgets that they felt were there as a sports tech entrepreneur the reality is is somewhat different and so i guess by going through the first few cycles of of companies at the accelerator, are those some of the barriers that kind of resonate with you? Are there other sort of barriers that you're finding sports tech companies are having to overcome when pitching to professional teams? Um, yeah, again, a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pattern. Um, this, is, this is one of my first e- podcast episodes, so this is definitely <laughs> a bit of nice, iterative feedback that I'll, I'll take going
1: forward. All right, but, but I like that you have a lot of questions and good questions, That's, that <laughs> makes it interesting as well. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, it's super hard uh, to work together, for example, with a big European football club. And interestingly, of or naturally, a lot of uh, startups are um, really looking out for those big contracts, those big brands, and the belief that they will uh, like bring them ultimate success. Um, but like you said, it's it's uh, it's a long process. Um, the other question is: Are they really willing to spend money on that? Um, I heard a, a talk at one conference, and uh, one sentence uh, stuck to me. Um, the guy said um, that most football clubs, for example, rather buy uh, player number 31 for their um, for the team than to take the money, which is um, quite significant, uh, than to take that money and to explore a bit in the startup world. Um, so. Um, i agree with what you said Um, clubs are opening themselves and but a lot of times it's more just to be part of it uh, have some good awareness or press and um, there are only a few clubs if you stick to the football example who are actually doing something uh, meaningful and to to close that um if you actually work with the football club um, then the situation is pretty clear that the, the biggest leverage is on side of the football club. So, there might be a tendency that uh, you potentially might not have the, the, the best deal you could get somewhere else. Um, sure. So, I think you there are um, good opportunities out there, but um, uh, startups should also consider maybe going a bit more into the, the grassroots sports where, uh, in my opinion, a lot of potential lays. Fantastic. And uh, it's very exciting that I think we, we
0: only got to know each other a few days ago, but uh, you've definitely helped bridge my knowledge within uh, within the sports tech ecosystem. And I'm super excited you're joining us for the uh, inaugural Leeds United Sports Tech Demo Day, which will be on the 17th of April. So really pumped to, to have you on board with us.
1: Yeah, likewise. I'm really looking forward. I'm super curious what uh, you guys are coming up with. Uh, also looking forward to the startups who will be there Uh, and I think Leeds United is setting a really good example there uh, opening themselves up and trying to at least explore what's going on in the startup world because I'm a strong believer that at some point we will see a huge success story related to startups and I think then the market will uh, shift massively into sports tech and I think right now the barriers or the hurdles are still kind of low so really appreciate what they're doing and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some potential for Leeds United.
0: Fantastic. And so just to cap off on, uh, on the event and that will lead to the end of the podcast, currency com, which is the company I co-founded, uh, are the official global payments partner of Leeds United. And I think what was great in the very early days of getting to know the club and the, and the hierarchy, um, it became very apparent that they, you know, this is a club run by entrepreneurs from within the, the, the sports industry, um, and they really want to, you know, audit and 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 put a path and a blueprint forward to, to creating a really innovative and exciting future of Leeds United. And so we got together and figured out that it would be a really nice strategic partnership and initiative to launch a demo day where on the eight, on the seventeenth of April we're going to be inviting somewhere between eight and twelve sports tech companies. Uh, the link with Benjamin is we wanted to bring together a really great panel of um, both judges and event partners that could help distribute uh, the event. And so in the episode show notes, we'll put, to, we'll, we'll put the, the link for anyone out there that is building a sports tech company that want to um, apply to join us on on April the 17th. And, and hopefully we'll we'll curate what should be a really fantastic and, and innovative day. Um, so yeah really excited with that and so to cap off Benjamin we do this we're going to be doing this on every uh, podcast episode Um, we want to get in the mindset of of great people like you to help them in terms of building knowledge and 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 insights so let's start off with a couple of questions what's your favorite business podcast besides obviously this one mini multinational and your own and for sure give a plug of your podcast (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's a tricky question and uh, I think I have a non-satisfying answer uh, because actually I don't listen to any other podcasts. I'm, sure I'm not allowed to say that, uh, but uh, then hopefully... I You're too busy
0: it. executing and building your, uh, your businesses. <laughs>
1: exactly, but I'll, I'll put yours on the list, so uh, probably yours soon.
0: Fantastic, but tell our listeners, what, what, what is your podcast? What's the name? How can they find it? Um,
1: yeah, the podcast has the simple name Sports Tech X, uh, just adding uh, the letter X at the end of Sports Tech. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And I regularly uh, interview people from the startup scene, mainly entrepreneurs, but also uh, event organizers or people from other initiatives super close to, to that industry.
0: I'm going to ask an awkward question Can you reveal how many downloads you get per
1: episode? Um, downloads actually not so many um, because people I think rather listen and not not download them.
0: Sorry, so I'm probably saying the wrong wrong term here. But on <laughs> within the uh, within your sort of analytics in terms of how many people are listening to each episode, what what are you kind of finding on average? Um, are we in the dozens, hundreds, thousands?
1: Uh, I would say on average, but it's more uh, a guess than an accurate number. About uh, plus minus hundred. Um, Currently, I've only seen the SoundCloud numbers, but still have uh, to check the the Apple iTunes ones. They recently uh, launched their uh, analytics um, backend, so uh, yeah, still got to check that out. But I think
0: it's, you know, my, my mentality with all these types of things, it's about depth rather than width. If that's 100, you know, sports tech entrepreneurs of a market size that isn't millions, then that's really all you need to create an amazing impact rather than, you know, um, having a mass market audience of people that either you won't go and do business with or they won't apply to the accelerator and so on and so forth. So I think that level of depth that hopefully your hundred listeners are, you know, a hundred very, very, you know,
1: relevant listeners is is a good thing. I fully agree. And uh, that's what I hope as well. I cannot prove it yet, but <laughs> just live in good faith. Awesome.
0: And linked to that, have you. Um, have you actually had anything that's taken you by surprise i.e someone you didn't anticipate or know of previously Listen to your podcast and then reach out that then led to something on a business interesting business level has that kind of impact taken shape at all
1: yeah absolutely um i'm, I'm still surprised who's reaching out and uh, another point is who i'm getting referred to because i'm not sure how you're handling this but i always <laughs> ask after the episodes if there are i don't know one two three people i who i should talk to next if people know interesting uh, people to, to interview uh, and I get, get the greatest uh, connections or introductions uh, especially for someone who is kind of new in the overall sports industry that's, that's good and um, yeah I appreciate that and uh, on the other hand it's always nice uh, to get a personal introduction than to just ask over LinkedIn or something.
0: Awesome so very f- three very final quickfire question where's the best place that you consume news within sports tech or um, tech at large?
1: It's, it's not surprising. Uh, it's, it's Twitter, uh, the obvious industry newsletters who are tailored to sports tech and also uh, get some insights from, from LinkedIn. Um, I think um, as my... my And lastly, your favorite productivity tool. Mainly um, targeted towards sports tech. I have a good (laughs) flow in my feed. Uh, But yeah, using the sports tech uh, hashtag always helps, of course. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's a very unspectacular one, um, but on um, obviously the the smartphone is a is a big distra- uh, distraction. Um, and I put all the typical apps that I would, that I'm um, so, so to say, attracted to push when I see the front screen of my smartphone into one folder, and hide very it interesting. Uh, so <laughs> well, it's a nice a way to, uh, to cap off the, the uh, episode and, and really check, thank you, Benjamin, uh, it's been such a pleasure. So and if and anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Is it email, it, so Twitter? Go a long way to actually find them. So that saves a bit of time. Oh, that's, uh, that's something I ask all the time. Um, and I had an interview this week. Uh, Perfect. So, so Benjamin, thanks hack, um, ever so much for joining
0: much. Uh, Mini Multinational. Um, and again, one more shout Mint. out for it's our company, Sports Tech Demo Day. Uh, uh, together with Leeds United, um, it will be on the 17th of April. Every um, and we'll put all the details the in the episode notes. Yeah, um, so thanks, everyone. And look forward to seeing you on the next time on Mini Multinational.
1: If possible. Uh, or to it into certain types awesome, of <laughs> uh, where the monkey fits in. So, I don't know, HR finance, something like this. Uh, but if the monkey turns into a gorilla, you have to handle it immediately because it would not be good to, I don't know, deal with the gorilla otherwise. Okay. A nice way to, uh, to cap the uh, episode and really thank you,
0: Benjamin. Um, such a pleasure. If anyone
1: wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yeah, um I think you can find everywhere can you find me everywhere on B Pankert, uh P-E-N-K-E-R-T, uh, and or just search for Benjamin Pankert on the obvious channels. Thank you very much, looking forward as well.